test. And we're off. Hola. Recording. Hola, hola. We're here in uh, Budapest. Um, the trip's going pretty well so far. I just we got back from a, a bathhouse. On my way over here, I won't name uh, the scooter because they haven't been hitting us back. But uh, I almost got in a car accident, so I almost got hit. I wouldn't have been alive. So that wasn't wasn't too good. But uh, me and Des were taking over the Mediterranean, and it's a lot of fun. And we got a special guest here today, a very interesting dude, and kind of got connected through our, our networks. Um, Heem, Brahim Cruz, and Jalen Esters. I'm really close with them, played ball. And, and they grew up with uh, Mr. Trace, Trace Grain, and he's uh, – a successful man so far. He's got four degrees, went to Colorado Boulder from Detroit, and uh, now he's uh, heading off to D.C. So, man, we're pumped to have you. I know you're in Martha's Vineyards right now, so I appreciate you getting to Skype with us, and, and let's hit this off. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks for having me, Nick. I really appreciate it. Yeah, so, um, you know, just uh, went to school out at CU Boulder. I have, a, uh, I have two master's degrees and an undergrad from there. Um, it's been like a really, it's been, it's been a really tough journey coming from, uh, from Michigan, going out there and then, um, pursuing a uh, higher education in that way. At one point I wanted to be a, um, a basketball player and I tried out for my college, um, made the practice team, but I didn't quite make the cut to be, uh, to be a varsity, uh, basketball player D1. But the thing is, you know, you, you can work out your muscles, but you can also work out your brain, which um, I've always found um, very rewarding. You know, um, I like to tell people that I am. Um, yeah, if they ask me if I play a sport, yeah, I'm on the academic team. But um, it, <laughs> it hasn't always been like that. There was actually a point where I was actually doing terrible in school. I, I actually almost failed out of the University of Colorado. Would you believe that? Um, during, my, during my sophomore year of college, um, things weren't going well, it didn't have like uh, the right headspace, but then like, you know, I don't want to call it the clarity of God or whatever, but I will say something struck me and I was just like, you know, if you don't like fix your shit, then you're going to be in a bad position. Um, and there's like an interesting statistic where it's like, you just go down this path if you don't finish college where it's just like it's progressively worse. You know, you're more likely to like be a criminal, um, more likely to not make over 40K, this, that, and the next. And um, after hearing those kinds of things, I was like, this isn't for me. Um, but it's it's been, um, it's definitely been a, uh, an awesome ride. I've had some really good people around me that have, um, that really looked after me like I was like one of their, their own children, which um, is kind of hard to find, you know, unless it's like you know, your actual your parents. Um, they have a lot. To, they have a lot to do with my success as well. Um, browbeating, you know, the, reading the books and like read your syllabus on the first day, kind of thing. Um, but. Most recently, I've, uh, I've worked as a uh, data scientist for a startup called Fathom in Boulder. They, um, they're an IoT startup, Internet of Things, and they've been working on a platform to um, make connecting devices and streaming data to the cloud um, accessible for somebody that does not know how to program or is not a computer guy. Um, so that's my most recent job experience, and now I'm about to go work as an analyst for a private equity firm that focuses on telecommunications, which IoT is under the umbrella of te telecommunication. Um, so yeah, that's my, my quick bio. 
right now I'm uh, chilling on Martha's Vineyard and I'm uh, just kind of enjoying myself before I start uh, start my new job. Yeah, so you're going to the jungle, DC, man. You're going to the swamp, and that should be very uh, interesting. But hey, so you're in you're in Colorado, right? And uh, master's degrees and accounting and all that. Can you kind of speak on uh, on that? Yeah, yeah. So um, when I first when I got into my first uh, master's degree program at CU Boulder, um, I actually got denied the first time um, that I applied, um, and it, it kind of like the first cut is always the deepest. So I worked really hard to be able to get that, learned how, learned how the books work. You know, I could really cook them if you wanted me to, but, you know, I'm not going to do that. Um, but I gained an appreciation for the, the language of business. If you know accounting, anything else within business actually becomes pretty easy, just like that. Um, the program actually back in 2009 um, used to be like, top 10 in the nation because they had a few students that one student that had the highest score on the cpa exam and other people in the class got like second and third and like fifth which was uh pretty interesting so it was kind of rigorous not not gonna lie um same with the finance degree program although it only started a few um started like five six years ago they have some really good faculty um some people that went to stanford and got their phds others that taught at Dartmouth, taught at University in um, North Carolina. So from an education point of view, very, very good. The, uh, the social parts of being at Boulder, it was, um, it, was, it was a lot of fun, but it was interesting. Being a, a black guy in uh, Boulder, Colorado is, you know, there, there aren't many, very many people, black people at that school. Um, not to say that people like treated, treated me wrong or anything. Um, it's just like, it wasn't like going to a historically black college, you know? No. Uh, Colorado's a lot of fun, though. That's where I was in Colorado. I was about three hours south of uh, where you were at. And, I mean, the mountains, the nature. I mean, it's way different than Detroit, ain't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah, man. I'm a, I'm a big-time skier. Um, that's part of the reason why I went out there. Um, just because, you know, in Michigan, there's like a couple mountains, or I would call them really hills, um, nearby my house. Whereas, like, in uh, Colorado, you got... Places like world-class skiing, like Vail, Beaver Creek, Aspen, Winter Park. I mean, like Copper Mountain, I could just go down the line. Um, and a lot of people like to spend their time either skiing or just hiking. You know, it's beautiful out there. You said that you've been. Um, how recently? I was there for the last, what, two years? Oh, really? I was, in, I was in Colorado, yeah. I love it. I fell in love with Colorado. Yeah. It, it's it's gorgeous. And they, they know how to party. They know how to oh. party in, that, in Boulder, too. Oh, hell yeah, they do. Um, you know, work hard, play harder. That's, that's the mentality. But you kind of brought it up. And we were uh, one of the main reasons I was like, hey, I really want to hear your story and, and get you out here. Because, you know, it seems like, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but the black community, you know, promotes a lot of, uh, let's say, rappers or, or football or basketball players. And that's like the only way out. And uh, being a, a black man from that Detroit area, Michigan, now going to Colorado, getting four degrees, getting into that field, you know, have you been through some challenges? Have, have you gotten some crap, maybe, or, you know? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say I got crap for it, um, but I would say that there is, like, a lack of role models among, among young people for, you know, you, you don't have to be the rapper or the basketball player. You could be the doctor or the lawyer, you know? 
but it, it's hard to see that um, for a lot of underprivileged black people. They don't have a role model where it's like the people that have the most money are the, you know, the lawyers and doctors in the neighborhood because they aren't there. Um, the, the people that have the money are the, the drug dealers or the basketball players or the rappers, which is like really unfortunate because, you know, you're just as good as other people and you can, um, you can go and be somebody that goes and becomes a doctor, becomes a brain surgeon, you know? Um, but it's just like hard since they don't see it. And it's really unfortunate. Like when I was in, uh, in high school, I thought this was the most, I, I didn't really understand this until very recently. There was a guy that, um, that I would always play basketball with and he was older than me and he said, you're my hero, man. And I'm like, I'm like, why? Well, it's because you're you. And I, I didn't understand that until most recently when I just finished my, my, my master's degree. It's like, he it wasn't talking about the fact that I was good at basketball in high school or, you know, that I was a cool guy. It was like, wow, I, I see that you're about to try and go achieve this. And I love that, you know, I don't see that. A uh, guy's name was Chris Johnson. Um, just somebody that I knew that I was playing basketball with at the park and a couple years older than me. And I just, I just did not understand it at the time. I was saying that I'm with you, you know? Um, and recently, I've, it, it's been very humbling to kind of figure that out and see that. You know? Totally. No, that's awesome. And I get that feeling from you. I mean, this is. Uh, we know we know the same kind of people, and uh, we haven't talked before this. We skyped a little b- beforehand, but um, you do seem like you're like, hey, this is who I am. You know what I mean? You kind of like you're not trying to fake, be fake, and and try to be something else. And I respect that a lot. But um, so yeah, I mean, that that schooling that that was was it tough? I mean, I know I'm not good at school. You know, I I, I don't like it at all. You know, I like the real world. But uh, are you uh, you got the book smart thing, or you know, what uh, how do you excelled so well in school? Um, just one principle, you know, there are a lot of people that are, there's always going to be somebody that's smarter than you. Um, and kind of realizing that and understanding that is the first step. Um, and just knowing that, well, if he's naturally talented and X, Y, or Z, you know, he could be faster than me if one we're talking about sports or he could just be downright, you know, his, his first step is, you know, on, you can't compare it to anybody else. That will always happen, but you can still work harder than the person, you know? You, it's not about being better than, it's about being the best that I can be, you know? Um, and when you kind of like shift your frame of mind away from competing in the sense of, I need to be better than you, and shift it towards I'm in a competition with myself, then you can uh, you can achieve almost anything, you know, it's mind over matter in that way. Um, and that's a great way to not burn relationships with others, because I, I, I have had people in my life where it's like they think that I'm competing with them and like they think that it's a thing that I, I have to beat you. And it's like I'm trying to crush you kind of thing. And no, no, it's just like you're a little bit of my yardstick that I'm trying to compare myself to. But the competition is with myself and see if I can even push myself to be, you know, as good as the smartest person in the room, which is usually not me. Um, and at a certain point, some people will just understand that 
and kind of cope with it. It's like, oh, it's not hostile. This is just who he is or who she is, you know? But then there are other people that just cannot deal with it um, yeah, whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I, I knew there were some people in some of my classes that took a lot of hostility towards me just, like, studying very hard. Like, I would wake up at, like, 4.30, get my day started then, and then immediately get out of my house and go to the library do all my homework, you know, kind of thing. Um, and people, like, thought it was hostile, you know? That I was like, I'm trying to beat you. And it's like, no, I'm just trying to beat me. Um, and that's an important thing to realize. And to tie it back to being a role model in the black community or just in my community, um, a lot of people think that it needs to be a competition between others. Um, it needs to be more about uplifting each other and trying to be the best that I can be, not I am better than you. Um, cause when you have that negative mindset, you know, that it's about beating the next guy and beating the next guy and beating the next guy, you know, you might burn bridges and you, it might not be for the, the great, the greater good of like the team kind of thing. You know, you should want to be successful with others rather than just like hoard it all for yourself. But yeah, that's, that's yeah, that was special. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's, that's 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 dope. I mean, so like where? So you grew up in Detroit, and you said that one dude was like your your that said you were his role model. So like for you to get in his mindset, who were some of your role models? Yeah, well, first off, I'm gonna start with my dad. Um, you know, crazy smart guy. Um, always worked hard. He um he went to uh, MIT for his undergrad. Then he did his medical degree at Stanford and then uh, did his uh, residency at Northwestern. Um, and it's like, wow, you know, there's somebody that I know that, that can go to those places. Like, I can do that, <laughs> you know? And it, it makes it that much easier when it's somebody in your family. Because, um, like, you might see somebody like, on TV or in a newspaper or in a book where it's just like, you know, they did that, but, like, how could I talk to so uh, it, it starts with him, and then it also with my mother. Same kind of thing. She went to a uh, all girls private college in um, in Massachusetts, and then she uh, after that she went to Northwestern, and then went to the University of Chicago for her um, medical degree, and then her residency to become a doctor. So it it was kind of just coming from in house, and then my aunts and uncles also were very successful in their jobs um went to some elite schools and they were some of the first you know gen like they were the first generation of black people to get accepted to like these larger more prestigious um institutions because my, my dad graduated high school in 1970 and affirmative action was in 1969 so second class of you know high school students to be able to go to college um, and, and that's been a huge motivator for me. Um, another, another person that has actually been a role model would be my friend Jalen, you know? Um, I would always go and hang out at his house, um, over on 13th and Pine Street. And, um, I just kind of viewed into his life from, you know, an outsider, um, you know, doesn't come from a very wealthy family. You know, but works very hard. 
Um, and I noticed that. I took notice of that. And, and, and it wanted me to it wanted me to work harder. Uh, whether it be in sports, I was always trying to beat him. You know, I you know I just say all these things about being better than. But like he was the one person that was like, oh my god, like I know you're gonna get it. And you know I see how hard you work for it. He told me the story when he couldn't go to the gym uh, at the YMCA. He didn't have a membership for a little bit. Um, in order to work out, he would take a, a deck of cards and um, he would pull a card. That's how many push-ups he had to do before he could go to bed. And he had to finish the whole entire deck. Anytime he got an eighth, that was like 20. Anytime there was a joker, that was 50. I was like, man, that's that, that's dedication, you know? I You're not going to, you can't go to the gym. Well, I'm going to make the gym in my room kind of thing. Um, and I found that as a motivator, you know, and although we're the same age, role model. And I went and visited him when he graduated college, first guy in his family. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Like, I, I watched you do this, you know, <laughs> like to the time that he got that one handed catch at uh, RCTC, you know, because he sent me that video and I tweeted it to every single sports team, every single college team I could think of, every NFL team. And the stuff, it blew up. It was crazy, actually, seeing yeah. that. Um, and it's really, um, it's really unfortunate that there are some of those stories that just never get published, you know, and you never hear oh, about them. And it just like, it loses air really quickly and nothing ever happens. Um, he was very fortunate that, you know, a lot of colleges contacted him after that because, like, there are tons of guys that have those kinds of plays. It's just that they never get seen. You know, it's a lot of politics to get like getting chosen in that way. But back to ring it back to um, the whole role model um, discussion. Seeing that flourish was uh, was very inspiring for me, and it makes me want to do well too. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, a good family. I mean, how it's just so important, isn't it? You, you said your, your parents, they, sh- they showed you light, they showed you skills, you know, discipline, how to, how to achieve it. And, and that's something that's true. And I think uh, not just in the black community, but in America, you see all these divorces, all these, you know, single, single uh, parent homes. And that's kind of tough on, on people, wouldn't you think? Yeah, most definitely. Um, without, a, without a really good support system, it's, it's hard to be successful. Um, you know, if, uh, dad's not in the house, you know, you, you can't have like a positive male role model. That's very close in that way. You know, you know, there will always be people that are family members or people in the street that are, you know, male role models, but other than correct ones. Um, and you know, that it's unfortunate that that happens in America, um, no matter what community it is. And I think it's also important that living in certain neighborhoods, you know, where you see the people waking up and going to work every day. And, you know, they might be a manager at a financial firm, or they might be a lawyer, or they could be a doctor, or they could just be a scientist. But having that consistent, hey, I'm doing this every day, will help instill in like a child's mind that, like, hey, I can do this too. It's all about positive reinforcement, you know? Um, I just uh, saw my cousins um, here on the island, one nine and one seven. 
And it's so interesting to me because now I'm getting to the age where, you know, I have younger cousins in that way. Um, Because I used to be always the youngest. Um, Like me and my brother and my some of my other cousins, we were the ones that were the very small ones. Um, but now some of my other cousins are having children. And it's, it's like interesting to see that's like, you know, I'm so glad that you have positive role models because whatever they and others in my family have achieved, you can do it too. Um, and it's a really good thing to be able to see it and like visualize in, in like a, in a child's mind that, this is possible, you know. I was um I was with my cousin uh, Lee and his children, and we were at my uncle's house, and he uh he has a pretty nice home on Martha's Vineyard, and he sat him down. He sat um his son Grant down and said, "You see this? This only happens from from hard work and dedication, and you have somebody that's a role model in your family, so it's not unattainable." It's just about doing the right thing for the uh, right reasons with the right people at the right time. Um, R to the fourth power, you know, and it's um, it, it's really good when you when you have that positive. Guys, are you trying to say something? That's been that's dope. You've had so many people around you that have really just kind of kept it in a positive way for you all, like throughout the whole time. Um, so how do you how do you push that back into the community? Right now, you know, by keeping keeping in good contact with my friends and telling them, I'll I'll call Jalen or I'll call Brahim, I'll call my buddy Micah all the time and say, hey, you know, we got to get this bag, man. Not that money is the most important thing or anything, um, but constantly reminding them that search for <laughs> better education, search for opportunities, and just don't get stuck, just keep moving. You know, I tell my friends all this all the time, where it's just like, all right, what'd you do today, you know? You trying to, you trying to get this done, what are we doing? And how many books you read today? And almost like it was like a competition, you know, in a way. Cause like, since we all played sports, you know, that was, you know, that was the banter. But now instead of like, Okay, how many jump shots did you get up today? Or how many sprints did you run? Or how many miles did you run? It's like, all right, what did you read today? You know, um, what uh, what did you do to better yourself today? Did you just sit around smoking weed today, or did you get out and you know converse with people? You know, because it can start very small. It has it doesn't always have to be you know. I I got more money today, or I read this book today. It could have been. It could have just been. Did you go make a new relationship with somebody? You know, and then that's where it starts. You know, and that's that's in some ways how I try to give back. And every time I'm back at home, there is this organization called Sons uh, Save Our Neighbors and Streets. I always make sure that I stay in contact with them because some of the things that they offer to me, you know, the basketball leagues that I got cut from some of the. Uh, some of the sports teams getting into high school. Um, so I always had a place to go play basketball and be competitive in that way or college road trip tours, you know? Um, and I try and stay in contact with those people so that I can offer a role model, you know? And I, that's I amazing. That's awesome. 
I hope that most people leave um, where I'm from, Port Huron. It's not a good place to stay. Uh, there's nothing wrong with, with the uh, with the city of Port Huron, um, but there is a mentality where it's just like you know, leave and go see the world. You know, I tell all, all my really good friends that it's like, don't stay here. You know, Jalen's thinking about going, getting a getting a flight to go back to to Port Huron um, while he, while looking for jobs, and then. I, Raheem called him and said, you know, whatever you do, and this is something that I have iterated to him as well, do not go back. That that's good. You're taking a step back if you do that. And then like the next week he got a job, you know, um, from like a uh, as a sales position for selling solar panels panels, I'm pretty sure. But you know, I always try to preach to others, just don't take steps back. It's always about moving forward. And you also need to make sure you're moving forward in the right direction. But at first, it always just is about taking the step. You know, some people are not confident in the way where it's like they won't. They just won't do it. Totally. No, it's, it's about keeping that momentum. And I, I love that a lot. I'm glad you're, uh, you're friends with Jalen and Brahim. You got uh, your mind right. And I think you're taking, you know, learn a lot from your father. Because from what I've heard is he's the man in that area and he's uh he's a doctor he's out there but he's hanging out with rappers and he's hanging out with all these people and that kind of shows the community that hey i don't need to just be a rapper too i can be successful like the doc because i heard he's he's crazy he's the man oh oh, yeah yeah honestly to 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 iterate more on that yeah like when he has his goes down to the uh to the detroit area and um hangs out with some of the the people in the music community they ask, they always ask him what he's doing around there. And he's just like, you know, I'm just trying to be with the young people kind of thing. And for the people that don't know him yet and do, do find out about him, they, they see him as a role model, you know, because you're hanging out with us, but you're also one of the smartest guys that we know kind of thing. You know, you, you tell us little tidbits about how to help our children, you know, be more successful. And a lot of them really appreciate that, you know, having having and being able to just see somebody that, you know, went to some of the, uh, the better schools in the United States, some of the, the best schools in the United States. And um, just seeing that is a motivator, you know, and, and it can help because it's like it's one thing to hear about it on TV. Oh, you see, you know, X person went to Stanford or X person, you know, closed like a billion dollar deal or this, that, and that. You know, that's one thing. Like, it almost seems not attainable. But it's it's a lot better when you actually can, like, almost touch the person, you know. I'm looking at you. Like, you're right in front of me. Um, and that helps a lot. I mean, I bet you guys have had the same kind of experience with uh, with sports, you know. Being able to see somebody that's like, yo, like, you accomplished X, Y, and Z in your career, so why can't I? Kind of thing, you know? 100%. No, and especially it seems like Detroit, there's a lot of crap in that area kind of going on, and, and they're looking for role models. So it's pretty cool how the rappers have, you know, brought in your father, and he's kind of teaching them and, and, and showing things. So is, is Detroit, I know the Flint and all, and all that, is it still kind of rough over there, or? Oh yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I mean, Flint still has some water problems, um, not not little ones either. And um, the, Detroit has kind of been broken for a long time. Um, you know, there are, 
there were some public policy issues. You know, the people that were in uh, positions of power did not act in the best interests of the people, um, which is really unfortunate. And Detroit has really suffered. Another thing that has uh, added to the suffrage has been the loss of jobs in the automotive industry. Um, yeah. it, it, it really sucks. But I don't want to. I want to make sure that I use the correct words. It's not. It's not just the automotive industry's fault, um, and you, you can't put the blame on these corporations for wanting to find cheaper labor and going overseas. Um, you can also put it on the people on not wanting to change their skill sets. You know, you can only put so much blame on one side before you have to look into yourself and say, you know. Do I deserve this job? You know, because like at one point you could be in high school, you could get out of high school and just like go work in the automotive industry in Michigan. And you could have your house in Southeast Michigan and then you have your cabin in the Upper Peninsula and your two jet skis, you know, but times have changed where you need more skills. And um, a lot of people just are not willing to get them, you know, um, and that, that's kind of where it starts. And the whole self-education and promotion of, you know, the people is, is, is where it really needs to go. Um, but some people are just not willing to uh, take the next step. And it's all no, about I love, I love that, too, because, you know, obviously there's a lot of crap that is out of our hands. But also, too, people got to look at themselves. There's ways to, to make things happen, not always playing the victim, you know what I mean? If the, you can't get the job in the, in the car shop, then yeah, you gotta learn a new skill or you gotta go out and, and uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a two-way street, like everything. Yeah, yeah, some, some people think it's just so one-dimensional and we just wanna complain all the time about my situation, you know, this, that, and the next. They, they did this to me, they won't let me, they, they, they. I mean, granted, there are some barriers, you know, um, and just things don't always work out in your fashion because of they. But there is also what you can do to change that. Um, I love this. Uh, Des brought this up um, a couple podcasts ago. He said, stop being a finger pointer and start being a thumb pointer. You know what I mean? The thumb point at yourself. Yeah. Uh, that was a great quote by uh, Big Desmond. But, hey, let's, uh, let's kind of show the people how to be a, a thumb point, pointer. You talked about your systems. You woke up at 4.30, went to the library. I mean, what are some of these ways that you really became uh, successful? It it really started with just like look, there was one day I just like had to look in the mirror and find out you know what was going to be good for me you know um, yeah you can expect you you'll you can expect a certain level of you know standard or standard of living based on how much energy you put into work. Um, my dad always said to me that the more A's that you get, the more money that you make. Um, not that money is the most important thing, but it sure helps um, with being able to s provide for your family or live a certain lifestyle. Um, so when thinking about if I want to be able to live like this, you know, have the things that I had growing up for my children that don't exist yet, you know, I'm going to have to put a certain level of effort and it's going to take a lot of sacrifice. That's that's a that's a thing that a lot of people that are our age just don't understand. Um, I'm a victim of it too. Um, I think that we all are. 
but some some don't understand it more than others you know um and it, it will take a lot of sacrifice to be able to achieve what you want you might lose friends you're not going to be able to there are some girls that you know you're not going to be able to hang out with there are some parties that you're not going to be able to go to you know it's not about fun all the time you know um and that that's what some people just think that you know life is all about fun and how much fun i can have it's, it, it really isn't and it's like it's not fun doing laundry but you know damn well i'm gonna wear some clean clothes you know it's not fun having to you know go buy groceries but i have to eat you know it's not fun doing walking the dog but i'm not gonna have crap in my house kind of thing and um the easier it is to you know cope and understand that there are just some things that you have to do and you're not gonna like them all the time um makes it easier to put effort towards you know trying to be successful and um you know working harder it all comes from working harder i don't care how smart you are the x person works harder than you i don't want you Totally. And I think a big thing, and I've kind of brought it up before, is uh, people instant gratification over long-term satisfaction. I mean, that's our society nowadays with the cell phones. You're constantly looking at it. Um, there's so many going out to drink with the buddies instead of going to work out, and people really grasp that concept. Stop putting that instant gratification over the long-term, you know, happiness. But uh, Des, looks like you want to say something. You're off mute. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. You, you've gotten into this, this this crazy mindset of going into success and all this stuff. How has that affected some of the relationships you've had with friends and stuff? Because I mean, we talked about it earlier about like you know, are they really your boys? What what what's that done for you? Um, there are some people where it's just like I I haven't talked to them in a while. It's not that I lost them as a friend, but I I have to I have to like be about me. Um, you are the five people that you surround yourself the most around you know so if you're hanging out with a uh, five degenerates odds are you being the sixth person are a degenerate you know or if you hang out with you know five real smart guys you know odds are you're probably a pretty smart person too um and, and it's about we're at an age where it it, it sounds bad to say this but it's it's not it, it's still true we're at an age where it's like, you don't just make friends to make friends anymore. Um, which is, um, it, it sounds bad to say that. There's gotta be a purpose. Not that I need something from you and I'm gonna be a succubus and take something from you, but you, ha you have to offer me something that will offer, that will, you know, help me develop, you know? Um, don't get me wrong, I, I got my real good drinking buddies and, you know, my friends that I like to go out with. But then I also have friends that just try to speak and do positive things. And I know that will help rub off on me because I will in turn want to do the same, you know? Um, and that's also a harsh reality that some people just could never face. Um, they, they, they just never get have that understanding. Oh, it's got to be a win-win relationships. Know what I mean, if someone's yeah. taken and taken, there's got to cut ties. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. And no, you gotta, it doesn't. To help out other people, first you got to help yourself out. I mean, yeah. if you're a freaking loser, you can't help anyone else. So 
No, I like that a lot. And I kind of brought that up to you with this, this whole podcast where it's turning a lot into is making a win-win, you know, letting people uh, share their, their story, their platform. We're connecting, we're networking and, and it's got me to meet people like you. And uh, so I totally agree with that. Um, you got to just look at your relationships and it's not about just making friends no more. We're not in kindergarten. You gotta yeah. Kinda, I, 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 to- I totally agree. Um, Cause I mean, it, 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 when you say it, it kind of sounds bad, <laughs> you know, but like, it's um it's a harsh reality that some people just never understand um which is unfortunate for them um and the quicker that you kind of grasp these things about you know the world um the easier it will be for you to um find avenues to make more money or you know have a positive impact and help your community you know and once you realize that you know it becomes that much easier it's just like that but the the problem is my, uh, a friend of mine wrote this book, and he, um, the cover was this, uh, this man that had some glasses on, and in the shades, there was just an image of drugs, alcohol, and it was like, almost like this shroud, you know, where it's like, I can't see because of all these, these negative influences in front of me. And the, quick, the quicker that you can kind of see through the bullshit and get that out of your view, the more open you can become to finding avenues of success. Yeah, I like that. You said that was an album cover? Uh, no, it was a cover for my buddy's book. Um, for his book, okay. Yeah. What's the book got, called? Oh, jeez. I got I got. I got, I got what, what is his book called? Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll figure it out later. We'll, we'll, we'll blast it, though. That's, that's neat, man. That's neat. Um, so networking, it's a, it's a powerful tool. Hasn't that helped you with the, the DC job, you know, getting this uh, this big finance job? Yeah, it has a lot. Um, without my family network, without some of the people at my university writing me good re- letters of recommendations, I, w- I would have never found uh, that opportunity. Um, for instance, the uh, when I was working as a data scientist, um, for a company called explain, explain what that is exactly to our listeners. Um, so a data scientist is somebody that has a lot, a lot of knowledge of statistics and can apply them using computer programming on large data, data sets. Um, so say you have a business and you know you have all your customer data and you wanted to find out more about your customers. There are statistical methods that you can use to do inference and just understand what your market is. Um, and use data-driven, you know, business tactics. Um, for instance, one of the uh, one of the projects that I worked on for um, for Fathom was uh, working on a predictive maintenance model to help predict boiler temperature for a brewery, um, so that it could help their business understand when uh, when the boiler might break down. Um, but in in a nutshell, that's. Uh, that's an example of some data science tasks. But it ranges from a bunch of different things, you know, before this I, data science became a popular word in the last like four years, but people were doing data science since like the eighties, you know, they might not have had fa- really super fast computers like we have now, but doing the statistic, statistical work, it's been the same thing. The methods haven't changed at all. It's just that 
we got have faster computers now, so we can do it easier. Well, um, in this company you're going into, um, what are you exactly going to be doing? And is this kind of the path that you're going to go down? Are you going to, you know, work up the, the corporate ladder? Or are you thinking about kind of venturing after a couple of different things? So what I'm going to be doing now is I'll be a financial analyst um, analyzing companies for potential acquisitions in the telecommunications sector. And um, I don't see this as the, you know, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life kind of thing. Um, I see this as a um, opportunity to use as a stepping stone. In fact, I actually want to go back to school. Um, I have a desire to get um, an MBA slash MS dual degree in computer science and finance. Um, Another degree, uh, bro? You love school. <laughs> yeah, I guess I do. I guess I do. But um, it, it's, it's only it's good to continue to pursue school as long as it has a purpose and you know that you are going to use it. Um, I have studied programming uh, to a certain extent, and I've studied finance and accounting. And I think that getting a uh, master's degree, in, master's of science in computer science, would be a value add for me with a dual degree and with an MBA because it gives that um, the perspective from management because that's how they they try to teach these students so that they can be in positions of management. Um, and I'd like to innovate in the financial technology space because it is blowing up. been a huge supporter of cryptocurrencies. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, before it was cool, man. I was, I was into crypto. You know, people talk about, oh, yeah, I went to $26,000 in 2017, you know? Bitcoin. And it's like, I've been talking about Bitcoin since like 2011, man. Bro, I remember, I remember seeing it on 4chan like in 20, 2011 and some dude, you know, they bought the pizza for like 14,000 Bitcoins. I remember seeing it and everyone says, <laughs> oh, I should invest in all that stuff. And at the time, I'm just like, fuck it, the wallet and how complicated it was. And then it started picking up heat. And but I love blockchain technology. You know what I mean, that's that is something special. And that's why it I think is. it is definitely an avenue to invest in for sure. Yeah, I think so too. Um, it's um, Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are very volatile just because people don't know how to value them. Um, and most people just don't know how it works. Um, but I, I've been a supporter for a long time. In fact, I've made software for, for cryptocurrency applications, um, one of them being an automated cryptocurrency accounting system where it would automate all my bookkeeping for my trading. Um, and I've, I've just been a supporter of that. And back to, to circle back to what I was saying, I think that there can still be value adds for continuing to go to school. Um, in my case, trying to do more computer science and uh, management level business, I think would be useful for me. Um, but it isn't for everyone. Because um, there are a lot of people that will go get a master's degree or go get a degree that they never end up using and they could have spent the money elsewhere to help them. You know, um, like there's no sense to get like a, a master's degree in public health if you're never going to work in public health. It might be an ad whistle on your resume, but if it doesn't help, you know, why spend forty thousand dollars to do it? Yeah, definitely gotta. Yeah, you gotta be using it. You got those yeah. one people that just go and collect degrees and never do nothing with it, or get a degree and work at you know a crappy job and they're loaded in debt. But um, no, that's fascinating. And that blockchain. I think another separate uh, 
conversation with you explain all that for the listeners. A lot of people are interested in that now, but it's complicated, you know, you know, how do you invest? What do you look at? Um, That could be really fascinating. But so, hey, you know, as we're winding down this interview, said a lot of great stuff, kind of like life lessons, uh, quotes, kind of books that you, uh, you kind of live by. Life lessons. You know, one of the lessons that I've learned is luck isn't found. Luck is created. Luck is created through hard work. Um, You know, you'll be in the right place at the right time if you prepare for it. And, you know, people will always say, man, that guy is so lucky. That woman is so lucky to have that, be in that position. How'd they get it? How'd they get it? You know, you see all the surface level stuff but you never see what actually went into creating it. Um, so never forgetting that, that luck is created and it, it, it's not found. Um, another thing is just believing in yourself. You gotta look at yourself in the mirror every day and, you know, and ask yourself, what are you doing? Not that like, what you're doing is a bad thing or a good thing, you know, but just being aware um, and having that, having awareness and, a book that I that I live by. Probably this book. I mean, I'm pulling pulling back to cryptocurrency, but this book called the Bitcoin Standard, um, because it really questions you about modern economics and what what value is. In my opinion, um, that's kind of the takeaway that I got from that book. It's not a book that like tries to you know really really promote Bitcoin as you know do this rather than that more so it's like all right let's let's question what's going on here are examples of monetary systems um over the past you know 2000 years what's the difference and um being curious in that way whether it be about economics or you know whether it be about sports life situations just be curious you know um and ignorance is bliss, but just uh, always pay attention. Oh, fascinating. That's yeah, that's good. I like that a lot. Um, did you say is that your quote? Ignorance is bliss, or but just pay attention, or do you have another one that you got tatted on you or something like that? Oh no, no. I would, I would, I would say just be be aware. Being aware be is aware. the most important. That's the most important thing because. People will let things pass them by, not, not maybe investment opportunities or just opportunities in general, you know, or they just won't know what's going on in other parts of the world because, you know, they're in their own little bubble. Sometimes that's really nice, but it, you, ha- you have to be aware, you know, whether it's your immediate surroundings or what's just going on. Um, and you, you can point that out to like things that are happening in politics right now, with the election in 2016. I don't really want to go down the road of politics, but that is just that is just an example. You know, a lot of people were asleep at the wheel kind of thing. Not to say that voting one way or voting another way was bad. You know, it's all about your own viewpoints. But most people just didn't go out and do it. So I'd say they weren't aware. No, um, totally. And being aware is... That's how you find opportunities. I mean, that's people are always on autopilot. You know, they say uh, 90% of your being is like the subconscious. You know, your conscious part is like 10%. And, you know, your brain can't think about so much crap. You know what I mean? So it gets you on this, yeah. this autopilot and you 
if you open your awareness up, you can get what you want. You can see, you know, what's real, what's not. And I 100% agree with that. And how do you do it? For me, meditation, reading books, um, affirmations, uh, and uh, just living, you know, being in the now. Stop thinking about all this different crap and just see things for, you know, what it is. So I like that a lot. That is very smart. Be aware. That's, that's simple. You know, powerful yeah. stuff is simple. Be aware. Yeah, you got to look at things for face value. No, man, that was awesome. Um, you got a you got a hell of a story. You're full of knowledge, um, and I look forward to kind of you know getting more into this stuff with you because uh, you got a lot to lot to offer and a lot to uh, to speak on. Um, Des, you have some final thoughts? No, man, really appreciate that. There's a lot to learn from you, especially the whole be aware thing. Um, I think it'll help a lot of our listeners just to, like you said, be aware of what's going on right now and stop stop worrying about so many other things. Yeah, I think that, I think it's important. And if you ever want to talk about cryptocurrency, you let me know. I, I can I can talk for hours about that. Um, I'm I got serious about having. I got a couple going, boys that that wanna that actually will probably hit you up about it because uh, they were they were big into it when it like the whole hit the hit the wave and like was super popular. Um, and trying to be getting back into it, but I haven't done enough research, so I'll definitely send them your way. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's all about the education. You know, a lot of people yeah, just don't sure. know what it is, and we'll just blindly throw money at it. You know. That's, yeah, for that's, sure. I mean, I was one of them too, so it's all good. <laughs> hey, the thing is, like, I, I hate to say it like this, but there's a lot of dumb money out there, you know. Um, and it's important. It's unfortunate that finance and trading is a zero sum game. There can only there can only be one one winner. Um, but there are a lot of people that do some evil stuff out there. Where it's like you know, you kind of have to take advantage of them. Totally. No, Trace, I honestly think uh, having a segment of you just spitting that, because everyone, you know, our age is in love with it, especially when it hit the, you know, 20 racks, but that's fascinating, man. Hey, we appreciate you coming on here. It's great to uh, meet you. You know, we both heard about each other, and uh, you got a lot of good stuff going for you, man, so we appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it as well. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah, Trace, best of luck with everything, brother. Hey, you guys too. Um, I, I, yeah, I hope this podcast is very successful. I want, I want this for you. <laughs>